Hey everybody, this is Shelly, your mouthy mama at Talking Trash and Truths. And it is Sunday night, Monday morning at 3.22 a.m. Because I can't sleep and I'm bored and there's nobody to talk to. And Nick's not doing a stream and I don't feel like going live because I just don't feel like it. So, we're going to do a little Q&A. I wrote down a whole bunch they're not really spicy so much as just, you know, questions. They're just random. Um, I did type out some really, really, really spicy ones. But I kind of want to do those with the panel with Cool Frog and Jessica and all that and Divinity. I'm probably winning Darth and Jeff Vices. So I think that would be a good panel to do that on. So I want to talk more about that with Cool Frog. Make that a thing. Um, I'm pretty good at stuff like that. But today, let's see. It's just, ah, I really, I want to go to sleep so bad. And the thing is, I, I took a nap. Okay, I took a nap this afternoon. And it was, well, I say afternoon. It, it was more like four o'clock I think and I woke up at like six around there I don't know but I was um, doing my moon boots because I have those compression boots I love them god my feet feel so good after they're done and I laid back in the bed to do those and I don't know what happened but my son said I was talking to him and then all of a sudden I got real quiet and he turned around and I was just knocked out He's like, I just left you there. I was like, thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Love you too. Anyway, let's start with some questions. Ready? Let's mm, random. Are you more disturbed by hatred or apathy? Oh. Um, I know how to deal with hatred. I do. I, I know how to calm people down. I know how to placate them. I know how to, you know, de-escalate, like how to bring everybody back to a, you know, more manageable point. Hate does that. Hate is all about emotion and, you know, it's just emotion is my thing. I get it. Apathy. How do you get through to somebody who doesn't feel anything? Who doesn't care? It's like beating your head against the wall. You're just, it's absolutely futile. You know, there's no freaking way to get through to them. And it's, it is disturbing to look at somebody and just be like, don't you care? Like at all? And they, they're just like, yeah, no, not really. Oh, <gasps> like, who doesn't care about that? I don't know. I care too much. Like, I care about every goddamn thing. That's why I have high anxiety. Well, I have a lot of anxiety. High anxiety was a really, really, really amazing movie by Mel Brooks. God, I love that movie. Though my favorite Mel Brooks movie is always going to be History of the World Part 1. Always going to be. The, the numbers in there, like... <laughs> <laughs> the Inquisition, what a show. The Inquisition, 
Here we go. I love it. I bet you're wishing that we'd go away. But the Inquisition's here and it's here to stay. Oh, I love Mel Brooks. He's so funny. I mean, Spaceballs is a close second. Because, I mean, come on. But, no. History of the world. <laughs> when Gregory Hines, when the guy's like, the jig is up. He's like, <laughs> ain't gone. <laughs> like, B. Arthur's in there. You know, she's talking to him. He's like, I'm a stand-up philosopher. She's like, you're a what? I'm a stand-up philosopher. What do they do? And then he explains it. She goes, oh, you're a bullshit artist. <laughs> Fucking die. Every time. Because <laughs> he's like, yes. Did you bullshit yesterday? No. Did you try to bullshit yesterday? Yes. <laughs> he's just so overly dramatic. <laughs> and I'm not a fan of camp and slapstick like i all right like airplane i love the movie but i don't like to watch it <laughs> i don't know what it is like i've seen it so many times but like hot shots part do i didn't like you know i didn't think it was funny um a lot of that shit is just it's it's a dick joke to make a dick joke where you expect a dick joke I don't like comedy. I expect. I like the unexpected. That's why I was such a fan of fucking Don Rickles. Don Rickles and Robin Williams, they are my spirit on this earth, in heaven, in hell, for all time. Like, I just, I get them. Oh! Because they just, like, you know, Robin Williams, they would say, oh, well, he's crazy. But Don Rickles, they're all the, you know, Mr. Warmth. He was like the king of mean or whatever. I love that man. Good God. When he died, I cried. Same thing with Robin Williams. I cried so bad. It was like I, I'd lost a father figure or a grandfather. Like, he just... When I get really, really, really low, and I think, you know... There's not a whole lot left that I enjoy in life. You know, I just, I get to that point where I, I feel nothing but apathy, which is probably why apathy disturbs me so much because I don't care about anything at that point. And I just, I just want to, you know, do the things that you shouldn't do. I want to do something stupid. I want to do something permanent to end the temporary problem. And I will put on Dean Martin roasts with Don Rickles because he's the funniest one on there. Like, and I mean, he makes fun of Frank Sinatra. He makes fun of Joe Namath. You know, he makes fun of Angie Dickinson. Yeah, they put Angie Dickinson next to Joe Namath. Yeah. When I say hike, you know, lift your dress when I say hike. Yeah, it, they're fucking funny. All of them are funny. Muhammad Ali and the guy from the Jeffersons. The guy from the Jeffersons, he's you know, real tiny, George Jefferson. And he gets on the chair and he's like, you want to fight in the alley, alley? And 
he's like, yeah, let's go. He's like, you lucky that I don't like the sight of blood. <laughs> and Ali goes, yeah, especially your own blood. <laughs> I was like, ah! But I mean, they're just, they're funny. So racist. Oh my God. So inappropriate and racist. Oh, so they're sexist and misogynistic and they're, they're just, oh my God, in the worst taste ever. And I love them because they're hilarious. That is my sense of humor. See, this is something that really aggravates the shit out of me. Everybody out there is so butthurt over words. And they're funny words. Listen, do I like it when people make fat jokes? No. But you know what? Sometimes they're fucking funny. What, what do you do if you have no money? Take a fat chick walking through a golf course in heels. Why? Because she'll strike oil. That shit is funny. Not when I tell it because I'm pissed off. But like normally if, if a guy is doing stand-up or whatever, it's funny. I've heard it. I've seen it in a movie. It was it got a laugh. You know. I just half the problem with this world is that you all are choking the laughter out of it. You're literally choking the laughter out of the world. We used to know how to relax. We used to know how to joke with each other, about each other, and not take it personally. Everybody's got to go and make it a racial, a racial thing. That's racist. This is racist. You're a prejudice. You're an anti-Semite. You're this. You're that. Everybody... Stop with the labels. Oh, my God. You know, y'all just, you think everybody's cookie cutter now. It doesn't work that way. We are not a hive mind. When somebody decides this is what we should think, we don't all go, okay, and just think that way. No, we all have free will. We're individuals with our own tastes, our own boundaries, our own morals and values. How dare you force yours on me? How dare you? The only time in my life I should have had to listen to someone else was as a child. And I was pretty much left on my own to raise myself. So I'll be good goddamn if somebody's going to come along and tell me what the fuck to do now. Why have you been alone for 20 years? That's why I've been alone. That's why I've been alone. Because I'm tired of people telling me what to do. Tell me how to live. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't say this. Do you know how many of my exes complained that I was too critical of other people? Because when we'd go out, I would like crack on people that we saw. Be like, oh my God, this one. What does she have? Like a fun house mirror at home? There's no way she left the house knowing she looked like that. Like, and it's funny. It's fucking fun. Oh, you're so critical. Oh my God, you need a sense of humor. Like, how the hell did I wind up with you? Because all these jerks were funny when I met them. See, I don't like they put on a show. 
they become what they think I want. They find out through, you know, friends, whatever. Oh, she likes guys that are funny. She likes guys that love animals. She likes guys that let her just, you know, be herself. She curses a lot. She's vulgar. She's crude. She curses like a sailor. She's got the sense of humor of like the worst truck driver. Like, but she's gold, heart of gold. She'll be there for you, ride or die, never let you down, never betray you. Okay. So they come at me trying to be funny. And hey, you know, oh, oh I heard you have a cat. Yeah, I love cats. Da, 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 da. Hitting all the buttons. All the buttons. Oh, she likes this. Oh, she likes this kind of music. So, so do I. Oh, she likes these kind of movies. So do I. Oh, she likes vampires and Marvel. Oh, so do I. You know. Okay. Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. There's a lot of guys who like what I like. That's part of the reason why I do like what I like. I grew up around boys. I was comfortable with boys. I had my uncle and my grandfather and they had no, no nephews, no grandsons. It was just me. So guess who got all the lessons? Me. But there were lessons for boys. And then they wondered, why is she so rough and tumble? Gee, I don't know. Maybe because you picked me up for like four years, threw me on the floor and said, wrestle back or die. So it was either I fought back or <laughs> you kill me. So I, I don't know. Why, why would you think I'm rough? Hmm. It's a mystery. But, you yeah, know, I... <sighs> I'm trying to get my thoughts back. They ran away. It happens whenever I think about my childhood. That kind of thinking about my childhood is kind of like turning an etch a sketch over and shaking it. That's what happens to my brain. It's a uh, and then everything's gone. <laughs> it's just gone. What were we talking about? Don't make me have to rewind this. Oh, I'll be so upset. Um, I know I'll get to it. What was it? Oh, fuck it. On to the next one. I'm sure I'll remember later. Apathy. <sighs> We're talking about... Anyway, whatever. At some point, I'll remember. I don't have that many. Um... All right, one of my best memories would be, um, God, that, that would be when, when they finally put my son in my arms. It's the best memory I can ever think of. I've never, I've never felt the love or a joy like that ever. I mean, I love my daughter and I was very joyous when she was born, but I was also exhausted after five days of labor. I was also being stitched up. So I was a little, you know, distracted. Um, and I was really young. I, I wasn't fully formed yet. And here I was having a baby and it just, it didn't hit me probably that I was a mother for 
over a year. I mean, until she got sick. Once she got sick and I spent, you know, a week of no sleep in the hospital, begging God not to take my baby from me. Then I, I was a mother. Then I knew what it meant. Before that, I just had a baby. Like, I didn't know how to be a mother. I didn't feel like a mother. I just felt like I had a baby. And there is a very big difference. Like I did everything I was supposed to, but my grandmother stepped in for most of, you know, when Katie was little. Because she just, she loved babies. I mean, she... She would have had me have babies all the time just so she could just have babies, babies, babies. Graham, you want me to? No, I got it. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to take the baby with me. No, leave it here with me. No, there's a chill in the air. It's like 80 degrees outside. No, no, it's too bright. It's too hot. She'll get a rash. Like anything to keep her home. She always wanted her with her. And that's fine and everything. It was great that they wanted to be together. But damn. I didn't get to do anything. I mean, I got to take her out like late at night when my grandmother was tired and Katie was asleep. She's like, oh yeah, you can take her out. Great. She's sleeping. So I'd put her in the carriage and I'd just let her sleep and I'd just walk around town. The fresh air was good for her. And I think that's why out of everybody, she's the sleeper. She's the one. She could sleep through a war because I used to take her out and I'd I take her in the gas station in the middle of the day. You'd, you'd hear like the the air thing, the loudest shit. You bing from the gas, like as they rolled over the bell. All sorts of noises. Never woke up. She never even moved. So I mean, she she grew up with a lot of noise, and it didn't bother her. My son did not, and he wakes up. If a rat farts, like he's a, what was that? I shut up and go to sleep. But yeah, I used to take her out, and that was like the only time I got with her because my grandmother insisted I had to go to school and then I had to get a job and then I was working full time. And then, you know, Miguel came back and then I got rid of Miguel and I had Billy, and it was like, ugh. it was just a whole big thing. So I didn't have that feeling of, oh, my God, my, this is my daughter. I was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's my, my kid. It's my baby. Because I didn't get to bond with her like that. You know? And it's sad. It really is. And then, you know, with her getting sick and then telling me constantly she was going to die, you protect yourself. And I had to, I had to protect myself. I gave her all the love I could manage, but I always, there was always that little space between us that one, one gap we couldn't bridge because if I lost her, that's the gap that would keep me from following her. You know, it would keep me from completely Losing my mind. Maybe. 
At least that was my plan. But when they gave me Connor, when they put him in my arms, after he'd been crying and crying, oh my God, like, it's hours after I gave birth. I had a C-section. It was horrible. Um, it didn't hurt or anything. It's just I had complications. But it was like six hours after I had him. And I'm laying in the bed and everybody's in my room. I got like nine nurses in my room. I'm like, why do I have all this attention? And they're like pissed off. And they're slamming shit. I'm like, what is going on? And all I hear is this baby crying. I said, oh my God, whose baby is that? Every fucking one of them turned around and said, yours. Oh my God, go get him. Like, why is he crying like that? Apparently, everybody got to hold him and he never stopped crying. They brought him in. He was just wailing. And Vicky, you know, my best friend, that she was there for my C section. Um, and she said, this is more of you than I ever thought I would see. <laughs> she was like, and your white ass at nine months pregnant under these lights. It's not a good look. <laughs> I was like, you. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to fall off the table. She's like, bitch, you ain't going nowhere. They strapped your ass down. <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> When they gave me the anesthesia from the neck down. I can't, I can't breathe. I can't take a breath. I can't take a breath. She said, bitch, you're talking. You're breathing. Shut up. I was like, you're so mean. Why did I want you here? <laughs> but yeah, they brought the baby in and he was just wailing. Oh my God. And my whole life is flashing before my eyes. I'm like, this kid is going to age me. I can feel it. Like, I can just feel he is going to put me through it. And he's like, oh, let me hold him, let me hold him. Because she's got five fucking kids. She's got five nieces and nephews. Now, well, now she's got seven or eight of them. But, you know, she knows her babies. No, he wouldn't shut up. I said, just let me give them to me. So when you get a C-section, you can't sit up for 10 hours. You have to lay completely flat. Or the spinal fluid can go into your brain and you have a headache that lasts for literally years. And I was not fucking with a headache that's going to last me five, six years. So I was like, let me just lay down. So I stayed down. I was like, give me, you can't, you can't get up. I said, just prop my arm up, put a pillow here next to me. You know, I'm fine. There's room. I'll put my arm out, put him in like the well that I make. All right. He's just wailing. Oh, my God. The nurse brings him over. She's just, like, shaking at this point. Because his screams were starting to give everybody, like, massive anxiety. Because you couldn't get him to stop. And she was walking him over. And she's, like, putting him in my arm. And she goes, we fed him. We bathed him. We changed him. We changed him again. We put on softer clothes. We cut his nails. We put on a hat. We took off the hat. She was like, nothing. We held him. We rocked him. We put him down. We walked away. We sang. She said, nothing makes your son happy. I was like, great. That's a great forecast for my fucking future. I said, it's just like that. <laughs> and she goes and she lays him 
in the hole that you know my my bent arm made and he goes ah, ah. dead silent he was knocked the fuck out and everybody's like did i go deaf what happened am i deaf oh god please tell me i'm not deaf <laughs> and the one nurse that the nurse that put him in my arm she said i'll be goddamn <laughs> She said, no, he did I said, he just wanted his mama. She was like, he's been screaming. I gotta go. She was pissed. <laughs> she worked out never in my life. I've been doing this. I don't know how many years. And <laughs> walking out pissed off. <laughs> Vicky was like, oh, no, he didn't. I said, mm -hmm. she said, good luck. He's got your temper. I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks. She was like, he's stubborn like you too. Like, That's great. Thank you. Cause I needed that. But yeah, that was, that was the best memory I could ever have because here's my newborn son. He's not even opening his eyes yet. They lay him in my arms when he's been inconsolable for six hours. And the minute he gets in my arm, I don't even speak. He just knows it's me. Instantly calms down, quiets down, and falls asleep for about five hours. It was amazing. It felt like he did that just to show me that he chose. He trusts me that all that talking to my belly when I was pregnant wasn't in vain. He knew me to have your child know you without even seeing you or hearing you. They just know the feel of you, how you smell your heartbeat. That's what they know of you. They know your spirit. They know your, your essence. It's their instinct that leads them to go to you. There are a lot of babies who don't like their mothers. Y'all know it. We try to say, oh, he's colicky. Oh, no, he just don't like you. And I feel bad for those mothers sometimes. I really do. Because the kids grow out of it, but sometimes it's just something that just irritates them. And it could be that they, they pick up on the mother's nervousness. And I think that's it a lot of the time because the mom's looking for, you know, this acceptance and validation. And she's so anxious about it that the baby can't relax. You can't enjoy being with somebody you can't relax with. So I think that has a lot to do with it. I was born to have babies. I love babies. Pregnancy to age three, I'm fantastic. Three to six, I'm good. Seven to 17, I'd like to skip that 10-year section because th those are the 10 years that suck. They suck. Good God. They just suck. 
Oh. But yeah, no, babies. Oh, and he was a beautiful baby. Because I had a C-section. He had a beautiful round head. And he just had these these red chubby cheeks and he opened his eyes and looked at me and it was like hey you i've been waiting my whole life to meet you i've never known love like that ever and i took one look at him and i said no one is ever going to be good enough for you. And nobody's ever going to love you as much as I do. And it's true. It's true. He's a beautiful boy. Inside and out. We fight sometimes. Of course we do. Can't get along all the time. But for the most part, we laugh. Like, we laugh. He and I crack up over the dumbest shit. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> like, I'll say something and I'll just hear him stop. And I won't say anything. I'll wait till he comes back. And he, like, he backs up, walks into the room, just looks at me and goes, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I thought that went over your head. He's like, I'm taller than you. No. Doubtful. I'm like... <laughs> Oh, God, my mini-me. God, I love that kid. Like I said, I love both my kids, but the best memory was Connor because I felt like... <sighs> I felt like this was what I had always been meant to be. This was how it was supposed to be. And I, I did feel like I had waited for, for him my whole life. Next question. Random, random, random. Damn it. I can't do random. Random, random, random. What's your dream car? Oh, geez. Um, my dream car would be a muscle car. I love muscle cars. Um, I want something that's got like a high suspension. Like I don't like anything low to the road. Um, not an Impala. That's too supernatural. Um, I do love the older Chargers. Um, uh, Chargers definitely my favorite. It doesn't really matter what year. They were all amazing. But I like the, the feel of it. I like the look of it. I like just the weight of it. Because even just the name Charger sounds heavy. It sounds rugged. It sounds like it'll go through a brick wall. And that's what I like. So that is my dream car. And of course it would have to be red. Because red is the color of every car I've ever had. Um... Would you rather have, God, would you rather have a strong body or a clear mind as you age? Well, <laughs> it's, it's fucking fortuitous. Um, 
I want both. Because right now I have neither. And I don't want to have to choose between the ability to walk and the ability to speak. I don't want to have to choose between... between looking normal again or remembering my children's names. I don't want to have to choose because I know that I'm going to probably choose the memories and the ability to think over anything because if I'm not here mentally I, I don't see the point of me at all there is no point to me if I can't use my brain if I can't use my intelligence it's the most important thing to me besides my ability to have a sense of humor about things you know those are the two most important things they even rate above compassion or empathy because you can't have compassion or empathy without the two things that I value most. So I guess I would rather have a clear mind and I deal with the weak body as it comes. Um, what is your favorite meal for breakfast, lunch, dinner? And breakfast for dinner. Oh, what is your favorite meal? I got to pick one. So what's my favorite meal? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, or breakfast for dinner? Dinner, I think. I like lunch. And I'm not a big fan of breakfast. I get sick if I eat too early or whatever. But, um, and I'm not a huge egg person. I mean, I like eggs, but it's, you know, moderation. Yeah, I have to say dinner. It's going to have to be dinner. Dinner, dinner, dinner. Um, I'm not answering that. Oh, that was on top. I got to shuffle. I got to shuffle. I got to shuffle. Ooh. Yeah, that deal worked out well. Um, How do you... Recover from making mistakes. How do I recover from making mistakes? By making bigger ones. Um, <laughs> well, a little bit. Um, I don't know. I Well, the first thing I do is I laugh about it. I find the funny. You gotta find the funny. Um, it doesn't matter how bad the mistake is. I will make a joke about it. I will make other people laugh about it to the point where they go, Shut can't you take it serious? And I don't want to take it serious. If I take it serious, I'm going to like, you know, hang myself. Like, let's not go there. Let's just laugh. Rikita just posted that he's having a hot tub stream and I forgot what I was talking about. Damn. Um, <clears throat> Alrighty. Why do I keep reading the top card? I'm not supposed to do that. Okay, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. 
Oh, what is your go-to guilty pleasure? Country music. Ah, I know, I know, but it's worse. It's worse. 1970s country music. Oh my God, I know. It's terrible. Tell me with that. Oh. Stand by your man. Dun, dun, dun. I love her. Oh my God. Oh, Patsy Cline. Loretta Lynn. Mm. All the good ones. But Tammy. Well, nobody could hold a could hold a candle to my Dolly. I love me some Dolly Parton. I have been a fan of Dolly Parton since I could crawl. And you can ask my mother. It was Dolly Parton and Olivia Newton John. And that was before she was in Greece. Well, kind of actually when she, just as she was in Greece. But yeah, no, they, I love country music. Love it. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't. And I like Eminem. Which, his older stuff. Um, I couldn't name any of it because I'm horrible with song names. I don't know. I just, yeah, that was my guilty pleasure was country music because I could get either really hyped up and happy or I can get really like fighting angry or I could sit and just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry because that, that's what country does to you. It pulls it all your emotions. And anybody who says they don't like country, they haven't listened to the good stuff, the catchy stuff. Or the stuff that literally you sit there going, oh my God, like they're writing just about me. How did they know it's all about me? And last question. What qualities do you look for in a friend? I look for very specific things in a friend. One, we got to be able to have conversations about anything. If I feel like I can't talk to you, I, I don't see the point. Like, if you're touchy, you know, I, I have friends like that. They, oh, my God, you're so stupid, Michelle, because they don't agree with what I'm saying. Okay, I researched it. I looked it up. You heard something on a bus, but I'm the one that's stupid. Okay, like, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with people telling me I'm stupid because my opinion is different. Especially when they're, and don't take this the wrong way, but they're not on my level. I really, really hate that when people tell me I'm stupid, yet I can talk circles around them and they wouldn't know what hit them. Anyway, um, it just really, really pisses me off. It really pisses me off. Um, I don't remember the question. Oh, what quality do you look for in a friend? So somebody that I can talk to about anything, that can talk to me about anything. Um, somebody who doesn't take everything personally and feel hurt over everything because I forget things. Somebody, I need a friend that texts first because I'm not good at that. I'm not good at reaching out. I've never been good at reaching out. I'll do it if I have to. 
but I won't do it more than once. Like, unless it's an emergency and I absolutely have to get you. Because if I have to, I'll call you 900 times in a row. I don't care. You know, because it's usually for you. It's not about me. But if it's like something for me, then yeah, once and I'm done. <laughs> and I won't, I won't ask twice. That's one thing I need. I need friends who understand that I overthink everything. I'm super sensitive, super sensitive, but not to the criticisms of strangers, only to the criticisms of the people that I care about. If I love you, even a soup sock or whatever the fuck they call it of love for you, if that's what I have for you, you can hurt me. You can devastate me. Because I never learned how to just give a little love. If I love you a little, you can claim my whole heart. It's that simple. And I have enough heart to go around. It's too easy to hurt me. And I need friends who know that. I need friends who know that I'm awkward sometimes. So I cover up for being awkward by being loud and outrageous and funny. Time to do the dog and pony show. Ha <laughs> ha! Ta-da! Here I am. I need friends who understand that they're going to see the real me. They get the anxious me. They get the me who can't leave the house. You know, they get the me that just doesn't give a fuck at some times. I just don't. I have friends who have told me whole sob stories. And they're like, well, I'm like, but were you listening? Yeah. Well, well, what? Well, what do I do? What am I, your fucking mother? I don't know what you want to do. You do what you want to do. Tell me what to do. Then I tell them what to do. They go, no, I'm not going to do that. Then what the hell did you ask me for? It really, it just, I can't. I'm giving, see, <laughs> I give my friends solutions to their problems and they don't listen. And it's very frustrating because I'm like, but if you would just do this, it would, that wouldn't be a problem if you just did this. Wouldn't be a problem if you just did it. Are you listening? If you just do what I'm telling you to do, you wouldn't have any problem. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm going to do. They go into, oh, this happened. Well, how did that happen? I told you. To, yeah, I didn't do that. But if you'd have done that, you wouldn't be in this predicament now. Yeah, I know that now. No, you knew that then. But you were being an asshole. And like, oh, no, I'll just do it my way. Then don't fucking ask me. Don't ask me for advice if you're not going to take it. Because I don't sit here just pulling shit out of my ass. I legitimately will sit down, figure out the solution to your problem, tell you, give it to you on a silver freaking platter. And if you don't use it, you wasted all of my time. That is very, very frustrating to me. And it's also very disrespectful. 
Hi, Bo. Where'd you come from? I thought you were with Connor. Huh. Cat's out. I guess that means my son is up. Maybe I woke him up. It's four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I probably did with my big mouth. Um, <clears throat> and the most important thing, well, two things, honesty, because if you lie to me, we're done. I don't care who you are. I could be best friends with you for 30 years, it turns out. <laughs> if you lie to me, no, we're done. Especially if you know you're lying to me and you keep adding to the lie. Keep lying to me. I don't tell you, oh, I know you're lying. I just know you're lying. So I just walk away. I stop, you know, answering your texts. I stop picking up the phone. I stop having anything to do with you because I cannot stand dishonesty, especially when I'm, you know, like I trust somebody and I love them and then they turn around and lie to me when there's no reason in the world to ever have to lie to me when I don't judge you for anything you tell me. Even if you committed a crime, depending on our relationship, how good it is? Okay. What am I getting involved in? Because I'm not going to hang you out to dry. People don't get that. You know, that's what I need. I need honesty. I don't just want it. I need it. Otherwise, my whole world is just thrown upside down. I need someone I can trust. And I need someone loyal. Loyalty is extremely important to me. Honesty. Um, loyalty. <sighs> the worst betrayal of my life was someone I considered family, really. A best friend who lied to me over a course of months and slowly went from caring about me to just manipulating me to keep me at arm's length. You know, like they didn't want to be around me, but they didn't want me to go away, you know, because they might have use for me. But then something happened and they betrayed me and... Now they're asked out. I will never speak to them again. Ever. I would rather cut out my tongue. And I have a wonderful tongue, just to let you know. So that would be a tragedy for all mankind. And womankind. Because <laughs> if you know how to give one head, you better learn how to give the other. I'm equal opportunity. But, um, yeah. So those are my questions. Some of them got quite deep. Oof. Like some of my exes. <laughs> Dent my heart from the bottom. But, yeah. So it's 
now four o'clock on a monday you guys are getting up going to work it's the 28th of november god the year freaking flew we only got one month left guys oh my god less than a month till christmas oh my god that's not right that's very very wrong very wrong holy shit well crap on that note, happy, happy Monday. So <laughs> I'm not bored anymore, but now I'm tired. So maybe instead of his tub stream, I'll just go to bed. Anybody out there buy that? I didn't think so. Now I'm going to go watch Nick be naked. So why not? I need a treat. <sighs> if you like this or... You know, I entertain you at all. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit that subscribe. Leave a comment below. Ask me questions. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me I suck. Although I hope you don't say that. <laughs> but, you know, leave a comment. Let me know how, how you feel about things. And, you know, if you can relate to anything that I say. I love hearing from people. And I'll always respond. Even if it's just with the heart. Because sometimes, like, I'm in a low mood, but I don't want to put it off for days. I'll just put a heart and a like. But eventually, I'll I'll put words. <laughs> I like to respond to everybody. So, you all have a wonderful week. I will probably do another podcast in a couple hours, knowing me. Um, because I'm addicted to it. Because telling you all what is bubbling up inside my head is very therapeutic. And... It's just cleansing for me. And I need a good cleansing once in a while. It's a brain cleansing, though. That's the only that's the only difference. So you all go have a wonderful week. Play the lottery, win some money, get a scratch off, do something just quirky. Why not? Fuck it. It's tis the season. All I want for Christmas is just a lot of money. Like <laughs> I want a lot of money. I just want to be able to, and why buy a lot of money? I just want to be able to pay next month's rent. That's it. That's, that's the only thing I'm thinking of. So, have a good night, guys. I will see you in the funny papers. Bye bye.